are you? Where are you? Or should I say, Como va tu? Uvatu. Wow. What do I say to that? I guess I could say, Sebon. Uh, I could say, Trebien. I could say, Sava. Because, you know, you're probably gathering right now I've become fluent in French. <laughs> so, you know, I'm probably going to be, you know, sometimes I just don't know whether I should start riffing in French or English. Just whatever I'm sort of language I'm thinking in at the time. I mean, sort of the breaking news of the last week or so is that I am now at level five French. So I've developed quite a competency here. Um <laughs> There are all sorts of things I'm able to say now, like the best one, and I think this one is going to be completely relevant for the rest of our time in France, which is probably only about four or five days, but I can now say uh, the, <laughs> the, okay, la chaîne mange un pomme noir. Now that is for you sort of infidels, <laughs> <laughs> you people ignorant of the French language, unlike myself. Uh, that means the, the dog eats a black apple. <laughs> so there are going to be lots of situations, obviously, where that comes up. And, and when that comes up, I, I stand ready. <laughs> but really, to answer your question, we are here on the banks of the river in Bergerac. Mm-hmm. You know what? I need to find out the name of this uh, river. Hold on a sec. I'm going to go and uh, get the map. Oh, what? Hold on. It's just sitting in your uh, in the tent. Okay. Right. Getting. It is a beautiful river. We are genuinely right on the banks. We're kind of surrounded by geese. Um, they are sl- slightly menacing. Um, but yeah, so it's a nice spot, definitely. Little, a few mosquitoes around. And it's the river. It could be the River Dodogne. Oh. Now, I don't know if that's a definitive answer, but... Let's go with it. I can see a blue line flowing just south of Bergerac, and yes. then in blue, it says Dodogne. Yes, it is. Yes, that's right. So, here we are on the banks of the Dodogne River. And a little bit that's coming up in the podcast, I, I didn't know what the name was of the river at that time. But anyway, welcome. This has been a very long welcome, but welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. This is the audio travelogue of our adventures by bike as we cross Western Europe from London to Lisbon before we tackle the roads of Latin America and the path that takes us to Cuba, then Mexico, and then all the way south to Argentina. How long will this take? Is a question you may ask. (laughs) Who knows? But we've told our families to expect us to... Uh, well, draw, roll or cycle into the magnificent Hutt Valley of New Zealand by December 2016 at the latest. And in our latest update, we um, well, we've made it to the south of France. So here we are, as Baden said, in Bergerac, um, ready to uh, drink a lot more wine and enjoy a lot more sunshine. It's only been, well, just, just over three weeks of cycling and we're already here. So 1,700 kilometres. It's really strange, isn't it? You look on the map. And we're seriously right down the bottom of France, which is, oh my God, it is, it is weird to think. You know, yes, we, when we rolled into Champagne region, we thought, whoa, we've got a long way to go. Mm. And we're going to be out of this place in not very long. And it's kind of a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It turns out that if you just keep turning your pedals, you end up going right the way through France. <laughs> So we're quite surprised by how quickly we're running through France. How long have we been here? Well, I think, is it almost two weeks? When did we come? We, we uh, I think it was a Thursday that we arrived in France. And what is it today? 
Wednesday? Wednesday, and it's definitely, we've had another Wednesday in between that, so... <laughs> So how quickly are we losing track? Is of it the days? Thurs- Thursday's tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, Thursday, two weeks in France, and we have almost crossed this entire country. I don't think that's anything to be triumphant about. I think that just highlights the fact that we've probably missed a lot of amazing things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like even today, we uh, were staying at um, John Doe, this, the, our friend in Limoges, was staying at his house the other day, and he showed us the um, this book he had about those those paintings that were found in caves like Lascaux a few hundred years before Christ Mm -hmm. I mean how could that happen I mean it wasn't Christ the start of the world Uh, but yeah they um, so these underground paintings and we saw um, a brochure for it and we thought let's go and check these out but then they're sort of out of our way slightly and we thought well hold on that's going to have to make a cycle quite a long bit further in order to get there and then we thought is it really this type of trip? Mm. You know, is it is it this sort of trip where you, you know, you go from sort of tourist site to tourist site and you want to hit those hot spots and you want to go and, you know, I think we're learning about France in a different way, aren't we? Yes, I totally agree. I mean, if we wanted to come and see all those touristy things, uh, I would not be doing it by bike. I mean, just getting across France in a straight line is hard enough in my books. Yeah. And, and, and we're sort of saying that today, you know, we aren't really crossing France in a, you know, it's not like a straight arrow, is it? We're sort of veering off and, mm. you know, we're on a lot of small roads. It's, it's, and, but the best thing that we are finding is just the hospitality. Yeah. We've stayed in some amazing houses with some amazing people and we hear about their stories and, yeah. And, and the other thing that we're seeing is, you know, uh, it's always about, for us, the bits in between. It's not the destination. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Look, we're in Bergerac, and we haven't r- rolled into the town of Bergerac. We just kind of made a beeline for the campsite. I'm not even sure we'll, whether we'll check out Bergerac. Yeah. But it, so it's not really about the destination for us. It's the places in between and what we see along the way and you know what we experience. And the day that we had today, um, cycling and cycling from... Uh, where were we last night? Limoges. No, uh, Perigo. Oh, Perigo. We weren't even in Perigo. We're on sort of the yes, the outside of Perigo in a place that I couldn't pronounce, so I decided to call it Ballsack. I'm I'm totally with you. <laughs> I think it definitely that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> so from uh, Ballsack to Bergerac, <laughs> it's kind of got a ring to it. We had a lovely ride, and we saw some really lovely, you know, bits of scenery, and yeah. no, and I think that's what this trip is about. And actually, someone uh, replied to my uh, Strava post yesterday, a uh, cycling friend Dan, and he said to me, uh, "Oh, Perignord, I always um, go to that place in my summer." And there you no, but Perignord oh. is apparently a bit of the region around Perigo. Oh, and he was saying, um, oh, make sure you check out the uh, Confit de Canard, you know, the Confit duck, and, um, you know, a, a bottle of this wine or and, you know, go visit this place. And I was like, we haven't even eaten at a restaurant yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, and then I sort of felt, you no, know, uh, did I have a sort of pang of jealousy that we weren't really doing that you know you know because you do think france you think about you know you do think confit duck you do think um you know the delicious wines which which we will get to we haven't necessarily missed out there but 
but you know it is not that it is just not that sort of trip for us and um you know i'm really loving being a bit of a cheapskate and you know camping here by the dodonia river that's pretty cool yeah, yeah, it is good. I mean, we're not uh, missing out entirely because, you know, we have been staying with some amazing people um, over the last, you know, sort of week. Um, and just, you know, these people agreed to have us come and stay, um, which is always kind of surprising to us and, and obviously delightful. And we walk into their homes and we're just blown away. Like some of these people's homes are really, really beautiful. And then the meals they cook for us are absolutely delicious. So, you know, yes, we're not going to any restaurants, but we're getting amazing home-cooked French food. Oh, and that is what that makes it even more special you know last was uh monday night in limoges we had a beautiful meal it was like multiple courses how many courses was it but it was it was delicious and the chat and the conversation and then the night before and and peter the englishman and and his place and you know just sitting around over a home-cooked meal you know talking about stuff no sort of it's not even not always just about the cycling either you know and oh these are the like the sort of things i'm going to remember for a long time about france and kind of makes it such a fond place for us yeah um so yes we Baden mentioned we have been drinking a bit more wine so we obviously we we started in the netherlands and moved through to belgium um and we were consuming our fair share of beer um the restorative post-cycling beer um but now obviously we're in a lot of very famous wine regions so that's what we've been enjoying and Baden is holding a bottle of well the sommelier here at the <laughs> municipal campsite here in bergerac <laughs> uh which i've kind of appointed myself now uh, that's me. <laughs> With your fluent French. Yeah, je suis sommelier. So, uh, <laughs> uh, tonight we have been drinking a Chateau Le Raysac. It's not Chateau Le Balsac, it's Chateau Le Raysac. <laughs> and this is even a 2012. Yeah. So it's... We're drinking... Uh, this is the vintage year for great, white Bergerac. Bergerac, for those of you... <laughs> you Idiots, you absolute idiots that don't know sort of the wines of the Bergerac region. It's equ- it's known equally well for its whites and its reds. Oh, can you can you just top can you just top me up a little bit? Okay, Thank you. <laughs> I'll I'll stop talking and uh, perfect. Whoa whoa whoa! Oh, a bit for myself as well. <laughs> wet the old uh, wet the old lips with this stuff. Wrap your laughing gear around this, mate. Uh, you got your so your 2012 white Bergerac Lerayac. That's what we're drinking tonight. And I can report that we're drinking it out of plastic cups. Cheers. Uh, they're not even shaped like cups. They're not round. They are designed <laughs> that they'll fit into a fry pan and pack down. Cheers. So cheers. Yeah. but Good drop. How, how would you uh, describe that? I don't know. We were dr- When we first opened the bottle, I was like, oh, what's mm, interesting. I don't know. How, have you got a description? Um... White wine, my reference is that they're not like New Zealand wines here in France. Mm. So, yeah, you know, people say, oh, the grapes taste older. Maybe they're right. (laughs) Maybe that's it because, you know, New Zealand wine's got that sort of really fresh, fruity taste. And uh, maybe we're just drinking old grapes here. It's delicious, by the way. Oh, and let me tell you, <laughs> when when I was um, when I was um, buying it, I can tell you that the price is oh. 
three euro for this. Wow. Really? Maybe it's because it's close or maybe because it's cheap. <laughs> but maybe 2012 euros. wasn't the year that you're building it up to be. And we also had Sancerre the other night as well. We're in the we're in the Loire Valley and we drank Sancerre. We also drank it when we were in Bourges. So, you know, we're, we're getting on. We're getting on with our wines now. We're becoming, how do you say it in French? Connoisseurs. <laughs> The other thing that we're really loving here is, uh, and I speak for you as well on this, is the old boulangerie. For you idiots out there, of course, this is bakery. And uh, Stop being so insulting. <laughs> I just feel like quite superior with my level five French now, oh except for when a French person comes to talk to me and I completely clam up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel I can write it better than I can speak it. I don't think you can do either. I'm really sorry. No, I'm, it's good that you're trying, though. I had a, a, a doctor's appointment today because I got something stuck in my eye. And the doctor was just sort of speaking to me in French, and I just had a blank look on my face. And I thought, wow, this is really bad. I should have made an effort before I got here. What, to learn all the ophthalmology off terms in <laughs> French? <laughs> no, just to learn, like, some basic words. <laughs> well, some of the words that we have been able to master are the ones associated with uh, the boulangerie and the bakery. True. We go there every day. We're like real French people. We go in the morning, we buy our uh, baguette, and because, of course, you know, you've you got to have your baguette fresh on the day because they're not so good the second day. Yep. Um, and, of course, you cannot buy your bread from a supermarket. We've done that on the odd occasion, but this is what we're learning as well. That is a real no-no, as well as buying your fruit and veggies. Mm. You know, we are trying our best on that score, but you know, when we're cycling, we just we just see a supermarket, and we know that means that will fulfill our hunger. Yeah. So, yeah, in our rest few days, next few days we're in France, maybe we've got to try and rectify that and start shopping a bit more locally. Yeah, but it's quite difficult because there's farmers markets on Saturdays and this is where people get, you know, get this local produce and mm. so we're not going to have always access to those sorts of things. So mm. we're doing we're doing our best, but it's definitely French people do not tend to buy their fruit and vegetables and bread from the supermarket. Mm. That's what we're learning. Yeah. And it, but isn't that a, isn't that a great sort of system though? Isn't it great that these boulangeries are supported and you know the places that we've stayed, you know, there's always a baguette there, you know, and they, and it doesn't matter how, you no, know, they always walk off, there's one close and mm. they bring it back and, mm. no, I just like the sort of culture around it, you know, like at breakfast, exactly, you know, you have it with cheese and it's sort of, um, you know, cut evenly down mm. and then when you're having it at breakfast time, it's all big bits are cut and then they're cut in half and put in the toaster. Mm. But um, it means that it's real bread, it's not the loaf of bread that you get that's probably got preservatives or whatever in it that makes it last for a week, I don't know. I don't know. And the other thing that I've noticed is that there are boulangeries, patisseries, and traiteurs. Tra yeah, what, what is the... Traiteurs. Oh, we might need our French friends to sort of reply in the comments a little bit with, you know, just try and, you know, there's only a small gap in my knowledge of French, obviously, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think traiteur is like specialist. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, or, you know, or like, or no, it can't be artisan because you often see artisan or no. boulangerie. But I think it's like a special, we're a specialist in bread, we're a specialist in meat, and this is a speciality. Yeah. Um, I think that was, but if someone please correct me. And also, while we're sort of asking for a bit more French advice, we keep forgetting to ask, what is the nub of the baguette called? Yeah, the, so please reply in the comments if uh, someone knows what that is. I'm, I'm dying to know. We, we just are sure it must have a French name.
On this trip so far, we've had tremendous weather. But our luck ran out a few days ago, as Shelley explains in Reflections from the Road. Well, we're here in uh, Crozant. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Actually, I have no idea. Um, we're on our way to La Souterraine from La Chartre. Um, and we've had amazing weather thus far up until today. I'm not sure if you can hear in the background, but it is pouring with rain. So um, we were a little bit doused with rain earlier on and we soldiered on. Um, but as we were eating our lunch um, under a tree, we heard thunder rolling and we both looked at each other and thought, uh-oh, better pack up and get moving. Um, so here we are now sheltering under the tiny porch of an information sign. <laughs> and we thought we'd just, um, you know, record some thoughts. So we are drenched, um, but, you know, we've got quite good waterproof stuff and all of our panniers and everything else is waterproof. So I think I think we'll be okay. And luckily enough, we're staying tonight at um, someone's house. So we have to drape our clothing all around their place and dry everything out but it's been three weeks so far without any rain so we've been really lucky so far but um, you know this is just going to be part of our lives now getting drenched in the middle of the day um, on our ride we've only got another I think 15 to 20 kilometers left to go um, so yeah we'll, we'll be fine we'll get there well it's time for another what's in the pot live special it's the second life special we've done, and basically we're getting sick of the old pasta and tomato. Um, and we were out on the bike the other day, last week, and we thought, well, can we improve the situation? Is there something better we can, we can make with our limited resources of basically a camping stove that just goes on full bore and just boils everything at 100 miles an hour? And you know, what, what, what can we do with that? What can we do with that? And so we came up with the idea of, uh, well, and since we're in France, of course, making a bit of a Niçois salad. And uh, we, we, we're getting all posh here at the campsite. <laughs> so over here, the water is boiling at 100 miles an hour like it normally does. And in that pot, we've got some potatoes. Last week, we made it with kumara, or what they call here... Well, I actually don't know what they call it in French. <laughs> um, well, sweet potato. Oh, come they don't on. call it that. Yeah, I know, but they don't call it that. But I'm trying to get my sort of level five French going to try and... Uh, oh, I don't what? even know the word for normal potatoes. I don't even know the word for normal potatoes. I keep thinking it's pom, but that's apple. Move on. More, we'll move on. Okay, so we basically got... This week we've got potatoes in here. Oh, because a speedboat just going past us on the river. Well, hardly a speedboat. Just a boat. Just a, just a crap little boat, really. Anyway, um, we've got the potatoes here, and also we're, we're smart. You know, at home, if you're making this, you'd have a boiled egg, obviously, with your Niswa salad. But we're boiling the egg in with the potatoes, so obviously that's um, a much smarter thing to do. And the problem, the problem is, is that I actually forgot what time to uh what time i actually put that egg in it's eight minutes past seven at the moment oh just check yes they're done the potatoes seem done okay we are going to have to move very swiftly here now i i'm imagining that now we've got the five six minutes has passed and so we are probably in that time when we can actually uh start getting the rest of the salad ready and also the five or six minutes that 
of course, that's the time it takes to hard boil an egg. And now with this tuna niswa salad, what do we've got? We've got a bit of iceberg lettuce there. That was um, bought at the supermarket for about 65 euro cents. Shamefully, it's in a plastic bag. It's in a plastic bag. We, this is one of our problems at the moment. We're creating a bit too much rubbish. Yes. Um, and what else have we got in the bowl? We've got some tomato there, beautiful mm-hmm. tomato that we've cut up. Yep. I had a bit of a dilemma at the supermarket. I wanted to get avocado. Avocado works obviously very nice at a Niswa salad, as you well know. The problem was that the no, local... It a- I don't think it normally goes in a Niswa Does it not normally go in? I don't know, I don't think so. Oh, I think we're just being fatties, aren't we? <laughs> Want a bit of avocado because we're cyclists and I'm rapidly losing weight and need to sort of... Stem the tide a bit. <laughs> but anyway, we're, 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 the problem with the avocado is that the local avocados weren't ripe. And I needed ripe, uh, ripe avocado because we're eating it tonight. So instead we got the uh, the stuff here. It's got Creole, which you'd think would be Caribbean. But somewhere in the packet it says Peru. You should not have I presume that's from Peru. And unfortunately, it's all wrapped up and everything. All that, just extra rubbish. But we got three avocados, and they're damn cheap. So we'll definitely eat those avocados. Unauthorized purchase. Yeah, it's because only one of us can go to the supermarket at at the time. And you should have seen what I... um, I'll talk about the pudding later. But (laughs) (laughs) also, what have we got? We've got some um, olive oil. Oh, sorry, olives. Yeah. Now, the olives, we we can't carry around our own dressing. So what we do instead is that we just buy the olives, uh, fresh olives in a packet, and then they normally have a bit of dressing at the bottom, which we use to um, basically dress our salad. Should we, hey, should we be taking the potatoes off the uh, boil? Well, no, don't we want to boil the, we want to boil the other eggs, so what we'll do yep. is we'll take this pan off, yep. just pour water in there, and then we can just boil in that other pot. Why don't we just drain the water into there? Uh, okay, I won't be able to do that because I've got one hand. We're recording live. We're recording live here in a What's in the Pot special. Just as a reminder, here on the banks of the Bergerac River, I don't think it's actually called the Bergerac River, but we're in Bergerac <laughs> and alongside a river. <laughs> so, to save a bit of water here, because no water is precious, even though we're behind beside a river that looks to be running quite full at the moment, we'll be in trouble if it rains heavily overnight. Um, considering we're camped right by the river but there we go so we're using the potato water to boil the rest of the six pack of eggs for our breakfast so the four eggs will go for our breakfast and they'll be boiling using the scummy potato water we are cooking in style this is Michelin star here don't tell everybody actually we're going to the Talk eggs eggs we'll need to be submerged. Eggs need to be submerged in a salad. Those, no, they're showing the little water. heads uh, in the water. They need to be... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm so we're going to have to top it up. Yeah, we're going to have to top it up. Luckily, we've got a tap right by our campsite. Splashes everywhere, so stand back. <laughs> Fill it up so it's, no, they need to be yeah, yeah. submerged. <sighs> they better be submerged or they'll be hell to pay. <laughs> Okay, so swamp that lid onto there, and we're cooking. So now we've got to wrap up this tuna niswa salad, and uh, everything seems to be in order. So far, there's no tuna involved. Oh, you always need a fish in a niswa salad, don't you? Shelley is reaching into the food bag because we ordered two cans of tuna not so long ago, and 
Oh, that canned tuna. Oh, oh delicious. Look at the moisture of that of that can. Uh, all the water that popped up there. That looks oh. lovely. Um, we, we won't be using that uh, water as part of the dressing. I suggest we drain that. We're pretty much done. But we're pretty much done. We're going to wrap together this uh, tuna niswa salad. And that wraps up another What's in the Pot special. Live here on the banks of the river Bergerac. That's what we'll call it today. Okay, so the meal was actually delicious. I really enjoyed it. Um, quite simple, really good to have nice warm potatoes and eggs and tuna and olives. I mean, yeah, I was, what, what did you think? I thought it was delicious as well, but the big problem is now we've got to find something different now for what's in the pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've cooked that for two, to, no, the second time we've cooked that, and we've got to come up with something decent. So uh, <sighs> we'll, we'll think of something, we'll think of something. So it is time for our regular feature in Praise Of where we select uh, something in our lives that we are grateful for and this time I'm going first and I'm choosing my icebreaker undies. Because undies. <laughs> Everyone likes to talk about undies. Well, I think... Gruts, <laughs> underwear, pants as they say in Britain. And what do they say in France? Oh, well, <laughs> look... I just don't want to, you know, feel really arrogant with these listeners. So, with our listeners that I speak so much French, so we'll just call it. Uh, Can I just say that lingerie is probably a French word yes, for men as well? So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my icebreaker undies. So I was a bit um, uh, skeptical when before I bought these, but I read so many good reviews that I couldn't resist. So I have fully woolen. <laughs> knickers and bra so two bras and some you know some knickers and they're completely merino wool and they the reason that i've chosen them to uh to praise this time is because that i just don't even notice that they're in my life they're just so comfortable and they are uh, so quick drying and easy to clean and they are so uh, resistant to dirt and and smells and they're just incredible that i just thought i had to I had to kind of point that out to people. Um, so even though, yes, I might be on a around the world style uh, cycle tour, when I get home and live potentially a, n a normal life again in New Zealand, I will certainly keep wearing icebreaker bras and underwear. And the good thing with what you do with them is that you wash them in the shower, you know, when you have a shower every day. For me, I just keep wearing them day after day. Uh. And... <laughs> Well, it's not actually that gross. I mean, our friend Ben Turnberg, I mean, I think he changes underwear maybe three or four times a day. When I when we told when I told him this, he really scrunched his little face up. <laughs> but uh seriously, Ben, you can wear these underwear these undies day after day. And look, when I live a normal life, yes, I will wear different underwear every day. And as a bit of a disclaimer, I don't wear underwear when I'm cycling. I just wear plain shorts, uh, cycling shorts. So uh, without underwear, sun's <laughs> underwear, in commando, if you will. But uh, but yeah, so these underwear, you know, when I have my shower and I put them on, they feel clean. They, I guess they smell clean. Have you been sniffing your underwear again? Well, you want to... <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty embarrassing, but you do want to know if it's sort of in the zone. It, it, if, if it was out of the zone, yeah, I, I would reach into my bag and uh, pull out a fresh pair. I, I've bought five pairs on this trip. The thing that people... And I tell you what, I've only worn 
three of them. So there are two pairs of underwear in my bag that I've not worn on this trip. Have not need to wear. We've well, you get a prize, weeks. don't you? You just get a prize. <laughs> what are you in praise of this time? Well, I just want to mention, how we've been talking about how we've been staying in people's houses and the hospitality has been sen-bloody-sational. Mm-hmm. Um, so the website that we're using to find these people is called Warm Showers. And that's what I'm what I'm in praise of. Mm. This webs well, the website is you know, it's it's a website, but the people who sign up to this website they are brilliant, and they're the kindest people, and they invite us into their home, their home. You know, sometimes we, you know, we might be a bit smelly after a bit of long day cycling, but people are so welcoming and. Just the hospitality, the food, the friendship, the laughter, the it's just really blown us away. And it's all sort of brought together by this Warm Showers website. So if you are sitting at home and you're not a member of Warm Showers, I would sign up and uh, start uh, inviting some cyclists into your life. Why not? So, that I think. Uh, where are we heading next? By the way, have we got anyone to to stay with coming up, or are we camping? Oh well, tomorrow is going to be a fine day, but in the night I think it's going to rain. So I don't think we should camp. Maybe we should bring forward our rest day a day early, mm-hmm. and maybe find a hotel. And okay. we've only this will be that'll be the only third time on this whole trip that we've um, stayed in a hotel. It shows how great the warm showers network and how great the weather's been because we've been camping a fair bit. Mm-hmm. But um, we're heading towards Rockfort, mm-hmm. but it's not the famous one for the blue cheese, unfortunately. Mm. I thought it was, and I was I thought someone told us about this tomb of blue cheese that we could hang out in, oh, and yeah. it's not that Rockfort. That Rockfort somewhere else. Far, far away from here. <laughs> okay. That's a shame. Never mind, never mind. So, um, also just to mention, I'm going to put a blog up on the site. Um, that is, if anyone is still even listening, <laughs> um, I'm going to put a blog up on the site um, just about my beauty regimen. I know you'll all be interested to understand how it is that I stay so gorgeous. Um, but I think that's is that that's kind true. of is that kind of us for this time? Are we done? Well, I'll also just a quick mention about uh, the blog I wrote about my sort of weight loss mm. three weeks in. 10 kg down. Oh, wow. So if you want to lose weight, just sort of pack in your job and everything and just go cycle touring and cycle every day. Excellent advice. We'd love to know how you are and where you are so you can get in touch with us by emailing you at gmail.com or you can head along to our blog howareyouwhereareyou.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.